Hi everyone, welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. It's Florence Bremer here. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, a brand new grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, a restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This week's podcast is going to talk about dealing with life's transitions. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it this week is because I'm dealing with a transition of my own, which was to become a grandmother on Monday. Over the last nine months, I've been talking on the podcast that I've been waiting for my daughter Lillian to have her baby. And she had her baby on June 10th, which is my birthday. And it was probably the most joyous occasion of my life in the top three, maybe. I have three kids, and this was in the top three of my joyous occasions. Um, and I, I want to talk a little bit about the circumstances um, around the birth and, and then just explain some tips that I came up with that I did to kind of get through the week in terms of my work or, or things I wish I would have done, at least. So um, last weekend, we were waiting for the baby to come. And on Sunday, my daughter came by and thought that she might be in labor. And she was starting to have contractions, and she was timing them. And it's so crazy now. Everything can be done on an app. There's literally an app for everything. So she had an app where she was putting in her contractions, putting in how long they lasted, putting in how much time was between them. And she hung out at my house all day, and which is great. Um, you know, we spent the whole day together. We were watching movies, and um, she was eating. She was hungry, and she wanted to eat in case she was in labor because she knew she wouldn't be able to eat for a while. And she was... Um, in pain, you know, throughout the day, and, um, you know, was rubbing her legs and um, rubbing her back, and her fiancé was at work for part of it, so we were just keeping an eye on her, and she kept saying, you know, it's too early for me to go, um, the contractions aren't regular yet, but as the evening progressed, she um, felt that the contractions were getting stronger and closer together, and so in good timing, around the time that her fiancé got off of work, she came, um, she was already at my house, and then they, you know, decided to go to the hospital, and they left their dog with um, me and my husband. So um, before they left, this was kind of funny, she um, wanted to get some Del Taco, and Del Taco now has vegetarian meat tacos. They're, it's called Beyond Meat. And I know I've talked about Beyond Burgers before, but Del Taco sells the Beyond Meat tacos. 
They're really good. Even if you're not vegetarian, I recommend trying them. They, they taste very good. And um, she wanted to, you know, get some tacos before she left. So she got some tacos. She brought them back to the house. And we all had tacos together. And then she went to the hospital. And it was, oh, let me think, probably about 11-ish, about the time that they left on Sunday night. So the next day, I had court. And what am I going to do? You know, it's the middle of the night. I can't call my client. I can't file a motion. I don't know if she's being admitted to the hospital. Um, none of it, you know. And so it's all very unknown at this point. So she leaves about 11 and I'm thinking, I need some sort of rest. And I'm someone who goes to bed about nine o'clock every night. Lately, I've been recording these podcasts late on a Sunday because the weekends have just been so crazy. And so now it's, um, you know, as I record this, it's about 930 on Sunday, which is late for me. Like I'm really feeling it after a day of um, doing Father's Day festivities, which I'll get to in a little bit. So on um, Sunday night, June 9th, she goes to the hospital and I think I got to lay down a little bit. So I lay down and I cannot sleep, which is extremely unusual for me. So um, I'm afraid to, you know, do any of the things that I would usually do to like get super sleepy, like maybe take a, a Tylenol PM or take a Benadryl or drink some tea because I don't want to be knocked out if I need to get up in the next hour or two. So I'm just laying there and I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I'm exhausted but like wired at the same time. And so I must doze off. I'm figuring about one in the morning and my husband comes into the bedroom at 3 a.m. and he says, we have to go to the hospital. Lily's fiance called and said, it's time to come to the hospital. So we woke up our 12-year-old and she went with us. And then we also drove and picked up my 25-year-old daughter because she wanted to be there as well, of course. This was her sister having a baby. So we all get into the car together. We go to the hospital. Um, I only give a little bit of a tip on what to wear to the hospital. Wear something comfy, which um, I, I love fashion. I love fashionable shoes, um, which always aren't necessarily that comfortable, but I just needed to be in clothes that felt like I could go to sleep in them because I knew it may be like a lot of standing and going from the waiting room to the hospital room. Like I wasn't really sure like, you know, what kind of movement and then definitely had to be shoes that I could walk around in. And I didn't want like a flip flop where it was just, you know, hitting my heel over and over again. So you can get these uh, leggings at Walmart that my sister-in-law introduced me to and um, my daughter, Lily, they've both been wearing them. They're like three bucks and they're just called extra soft leggings and they have kind of cute patterns on them um, that you can get. And I had my sister-in-law pick up some for me and um, so I put on the black ones that she got for me. I have two other pairs with skulls on them because I love anything skulls. Um, but I just wanted, you know, plain black and I wore 
my queen bee t-shirt and um, just some um, more comfortable shoes. I think I wore my, now that I'm sitting here, I can't remember which ones I wore, but I think I wore my Pumas, um, which have like a memory foam in them. So it wasn't beautiful, but um, it was functional. And before I left, I took a shower and my husband was like, really? You're going to like stop and take a shower? I said, I have a feeling it's going to be, I don't think she's, they're not saying she's having the baby right the second. They're saying that she's in labor. It's time to come to the hospital. Um, and I had been sleeping for a couple of hours and I felt that the next time that I was going to be home, like quite a bit of time was going to pass. So I wanted to be fresh and clean and that was very important to me. So I took a shower, put on the tiniest bit of makeup, um, I think a little bit of eyeliner, a little bit of mascara, powdered my nose, some lip gloss, and and obviously no one was seeing me. It just made me feel more like a person and went to the hospital. So we got there, um, you know, maybe four-ish, and it really was hurry up and wait. She was in labor. When we got there, she just had her epidural um, because she was in a ton of pain before we got there apparently. And, um, she said, give me the epidural. And so what my understanding is, is if you get the epidural, it might slow things down a little bit. So her labor was progressing kind of slowly at that point. And, um, I was just feeling really exhausted and they have her in this windowless room and I'm looking at the clock and 5am is coming. And that's when the sun is up. So I'm like, okay, I know it's daylight. Like I really want to like see some sunlight to not make it feel like I've been up all night. So we went down to the cafeteria and grabbed some coffee and sat on the patio of the cafeteria a little bit and got some sunshine and some fresh air. And then went back up to the um, delivery room. Um, they keep them in a room and she actually would give birth in there if there was no complications. So my two daughters, the 25-year-old and the 12-year-old, laid down on the floor of the waiting room and went to sleep. They slept with the tops of their heads connected and both curled up in the fetal position. And each of them slept for about four hours. I don't know how they did it. I was just so exhausted. And it was starting to get to... My court hearing was... Um, because it was a conference and then a court hearing, started at 12.15. And before we left to go to the hospital, I threw a suit in the car. A suit and heels. Because I'm thinking, I don't know. Like, do I have to go? Like, I don't know what to do. So um, now it's about 8 o'clock. And I'm thinking, I just need to call the court, call my client. There's no way, um, as she's getting closer, where I really feel like I can leave the hospital. So I called the court and it, it took some calling around, but they were very understanding. And they said, yes, you can appear telephonically. And I called my client and she was very understanding, understanding what a big event it was. So that's a tip that I will tell everyone is call in the team when you need to. Like if you cannot do something, don't try to do it. It was such a good choice to call into the court and take care of it over the phone. Um, 
Also, I was thinking this was going to be a quick hearing, which was why I was thinking, well, on the phone isn't going to be a problem. Um, even if it was longer, I probably would have called in at that point because her labor was progressing. We just sort of didn't know when she was going to have this baby. So um, I get it all set up and, you know, a few hours have gone by and I went into her room and there was a couch and everyone said, why don't you lay down for an hour? So I did. I was like, you know what, that would be great. And I laid down and slept for an hour and that made me feel so much better. Um, so in the early morning, um, you know, between eight and nine, then my parents showed up and my brother showed up and we're all just waiting where you could only have four people in the delivery room. We got in trouble for this many times because all four, you know, there'd be like five or six of us and, um, the nurse would come in and say, no, there's too many of you. And then two of us would leave and we just kept swapping people out to spend time with Lillian while she was in labor. And, um, I did my hearing at 12. It took forever. I don't know why. It just was so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Luckily it went great. Like the reception on my phone was great. Uh, I had the file with me. Like it was all fine. And I did all this from the court hearing, but it was, or, or from the hallway. And I was starting to sweat it a little bit because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like what if she has this baby? I'm on the phone with the court and people are coming out and they're giving me updates. And my brother comes out and it, it was almost two hours of being on the phone. It wasn't continually on the phone. Like sometimes I would be on the phone and sometimes I'd have to wait and sometimes I'd have to call back in. And um, around the two hour mark, and I knew it was wrapping up, my brother comes out and says, she's at eight centimeters. So I was like starting to feel super panicked, but I get off the phone, I go into her delivery room and she's still on the epidural and, and feeling pretty good, but she is starting to feel more pain. And it was lucky when I got in there because then she was at nine centimeters. And then like moments later, she was at 10. And I told her, um, you know, she didn't want to crowd with people in there when she was giving birth. Some people are more comfortable with that. I knew she wasn't. It wasn't anything that she had asked for. So I said, we're all going to go down to the cafeteria or be in the waiting room and you guys call us when it's time to come back. So we all go down to the cafeteria and everybody's having lunch because um, now we're close to four and we're waiting and um, we're talking and, you know, we're thinking it's going to be some time. And I get a text on my phone and I look down and there's a picture of a brand new baby. And I just started screaming and <laughs> everyone, my family is like, what? I'm like, what's wrong? I'm like, the baby, the baby's here. So we all go upstairs and, and then we're able to meet the baby. His name is Adam Oliver. He was seven pounds, 12 ounces. He has a ton of like blondish reddish brown hair it's long and kind of goes over his collar a little bit it's long in the back um and has like this little puff in the front he's so cute just so so cute um so this was monday he was born monday at four and then they move her to a room where she can recuperate so we went to the room and got her set up and it was probably about 
six at this point. And I said, um, you know, my, like my brother and my mom and dad left and it was me and my daughters and my niece and my husband. And I said, we're going to let you guys be a family. You get some rest and we'll see you tomorrow or when you get home. We figured she would be released the next day. And um, all this happened on my birthday. Like what an amazing thing. I kept, when I was first holding the baby, I kept telling him, it's our birthday. It's our birthday. And I kept saying to him, I missed my free Starbucks and my free Grand Slam for you. It was worth it. Um, so we went home and my second tip is get rest when you need it. When we got home, I felt like someone hit me with a truck. We got home. It was, I think like seven or seven thirty, And I will freely tell you this very embarrassing tidbit. I went to bed and I didn't wake up until six the next morning. I slept almost 11 hours. I was so, so exhausted after being up the whole night before. And I can't take it. I'm too old for it. When I think about when I was younger and I used to stay up all night and, um, you know, maybe work, I would work as a cocktail waitress. And then I might have a class in the morning or have my regular job in the morning and would get two or three hours of sleep and just be chugging along. And then even after my, um, after I worked my shift being a cocktail waitress, a lot of times I would go out to breakfast with the other people at the restaurant and come waltzing in at like seven in the morning. Like who could do that now? I can't. I'm way, way, way too tired. So I guess I got all that out of my system when I was young and now I just need rest. So I slept a lot and then I got up the next day and I had court again and I had for some reason and we, who knows why things happen in waves, but that Monday that I was gone, I had a ton of messages, a ton of emails and I had my laptop with me when I was waiting um, because obviously I'm not the one in labor so I, you know, if I wasn't in that room, I could do some things. So I was trying to keep up on my emails as much as I could. It didn't work out great because I did have that court hearing too. And um, it it just was a lot to try to work on. But, you know, with technology, which is a, another tidbit I'll give, use the technology to help you. So I had my laptop and the hospital had Wi-Fi that worked pretty well, so I was able to log into my emails at work. But I have a hotspot on my phone, and I think everyone does. Check out your phone and see if you have a hotspot. If you have your own personal hotspot on your phone, get that set up. It When I set it up, um, I think it was maybe two years ago. I've had this phone for a while. It took a few minutes. And I use it quite a bit. Sometimes you go somewhere and the Wi-Fi is not great or you don't have the password or there's no Wi-Fi and then you have the hotspot on your phone and you can use that as your Wi-Fi. Um, all right. So went to court on Tuesday. On the way home, stopped and saw my daughter for a few hours and and spent time with her and the baby and and my daughter's fiance. 
you really need to be present, which is another tip that I'll give. I felt like I had so much work and I had so much going on, but how can I not be there for the first few days of his life? And he's really cute, like really cute, really special. Um, the parents are so happy. My daughter's so happy. And I want to just see that. So being present with them was something that was very important to me, which is another tip I'll give for anything that you have going on in your life. Whatever sort of big transition, or even a little transition, be present for it. All right, so then for the rest of the week, it was, you know, trying to get some work in and, um, and then stopping. They came home on Tuesday night and then stopping and seeing the baby when I could. And I'll tell you, at some point, it all hit me like a ton of bricks, which is the other tip I'll give is to practice self-care. I don't know that I could have gotten one in, but I probably really could have used a massage. Um, I, I did my workout, so that was important to me. I worked out with my trainer on Tuesday and Thursday. I didn't miss that. But after the Thursday workout, it just, all the exhaustion and adrenaline and everything that had been going on in the week hit me like a ton of bricks. And I had a horrible headache on Thursday, which continued into Friday. And then Friday, I just felt worn out, just completely worn out, which is another tip I'll give is if you need to lay down and take a nap, do it. So Thursday, I just felt weird after my workout and had this headache and this achiness and um, exhaustion. And so I slept and I got up on Friday and felt okay, but still felt kind of headachey. So around midday, I thought, I just need to go home and take a nap. Because on top of all of that, this was my youngest daughter's recital weekend. It's She's been in dance class for six years, and this is the weekend that they work for the whole year, and they have a big recital. And I always volunteer for it on Friday night, and then I attend on Saturday night. Um, so it wasn't going to be a weekend where I could get in a lot of rest. I will tell you this. I am extremely enjoying being a grandmother. On Saturday morning, I went over to my daughter's house and we were going to take a walk together. This is the time of the year on Saturdays where I'm walking at 4.30 or 5 to get my walk out before it gets blistering hot. And I got there at 5 and she put the baby in the stroller. But she was not up to it which is something that she needed to realize, which was she can't just start running around like crazy. So I told her, you go back to bed. I'll take him for a walk. And we just had this nice little walk. He's very little right now, so he's still very sleepy. So there wasn't much that I had to do. I had a bottle in case he needed it, but we weren't going to be walking for, you know, 10 miles or anything. So 
it was uh, very nice. We walked over, she lives near Starbucks, so we walked over to the Starbucks, I got a coffee, I walked the baby over to the Circle K, and I know the clerk there just from being the clerk, so I said hello, and this is Lily's baby, and then we walked a little bit into Anthem Park and went back, and then after I dropped him off, I, I did some more walking on my own. Um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, he wasn't out too much because, because he's brand new. And then on Friday, or I'm sorry, then on Sunday was Father's Day. And after like the craziness of the whole week, I asked my brother, I said, can we just do Father's Day at your house, order pizza, put out some appetizers and just relax and that's what we did and it was great and Lily was able to bring over the baby and not have you know worry of, of all of us being out and that sort of thing um a little tip for an easy party is um, pizza obviously I mean I think that's a no-brainer for a lot of people and I'm probably saying things that are common to what a lot of people do but I love Costco for getting things that are a little unusual. Like sometimes, at first I wasn't a huge fan of Costco because I thought, well, when you break down the price, like a lot of this stuff is not much cheaper and you're buying it in bulk, kind of for no reason. But there's some things, if you really use them, they are less expensive and um, a little bit different than what you might get at the grocery store. They have great dips and uh, they're in giant containers and um, are a few dollars. So I got some dips, I got some tortilla chips. They have a huge bag of tortilla chips for, I think it's $4. Um, and I split that up and brought some of the tortilla chips to my brother's house and then have some for my house. Um, they have big jars of salsa for cheap and just things that if you're having a group of people you can put together stuff very easily so I bought like a little cheese tray I bought some dip so I took care of the appetizer side of it and my brother and his girlfriend took care of the pizza and and the drinks and also hosting it and it was great um, after an exhausting week I could definitely use another day but I don't have um, it, and tomorrow I have a trial. So to recap on the tips for what happens when you have a life transition, and you're always going to have these transitions, then the only thing constant in life is change. And I'm sure everyone's heard that phrase before. Not only, I mean, I would love to say that the transitions are always going to be joyful, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes you're dealing with maybe a family member passing away or an illness, and whatever this transformation is, you have to be able to take care of yourself. So again, to recap some of the tips I went through, and maybe to introduce a couple more before I say goodnight, is to be present. Be in the now. Enjoy whatever is going on. Two, maintain your sense of humor. 
At times during the week, I felt all I could do was laugh. And I'm in a joyful situation because I'm spending time with this baby. I was saying it to everyone today at Father's Day. Let's say I'm just laughing with this at this little guy on things that probably aren't that funny. My daughter put him in a tie-dyed outfit and I was cracking up, you know. It was just an outfit that he was wearing. So laugh when you can. Number three, accept that change is natural. There's going to be change no matter what. Enjoy the changes that are good and try to make peace with the changes that aren't as good. Number four, um, rely on your strengths. And I think one of my strengths is probably organization. And I don't necessarily mean like organization, like in the feng shui way. Um, I need help on like house organization and office organization, but I'm pretty good at keeping my schedule organized and I'm pretty good at keeping my mind organized in terms of time management. So rely on those strengths. Also take care of yourself. If you have time to get in a massage, do it. Sleep. I probably say this in every, every single podcast. Sleep. Exercise. And sometimes if you're not feeling the exercise, don't do it. If you're in a situation where you think you might hurt yourself because you aren't getting enough sleep, pass on it. I felt I could um, get the exercise workout with my trainer this week. It felt fine. It felt okay um, because I was getting enough sleep. But I definitely felt at the end of the week that I was worn out. Um, so if you are in a situation where you might need to take a week off of exercise, take it off. Don't force yourself to do it if you're not feeling it. Do a little yoga. Um, maybe get your nails done. Just whatever it is, whatever that makes you happy and whatever you can do to take care of yourself, do it. Rely on others. Remember, you can't do this yourself. I completely relied on my staff. And one of my staff members is my sister-in-law. So it was a little unfortunate she really couldn't be at the hospital. But on Monday, she was the only one who could be at the office. And I needed her there. And I relied on her. And I relied on my associate all week of taking care of helping me with getting things filed and drafted. And finally, take things one step at a time. You can't be doing everything at once. So take a deep breath. Figure out what you have to do that day or make it smaller. Figure out what you have to do in that hour and take it one step at a time. I know that when I got back to the office on Tuesday, I felt very stressed. I had a stack of messages. I still had to check on my emails. There was a ton of mail that came in. And that's all I could do was take it one step at a time. Like, 
now I'm going to return the phone calls. Um, now I am going to spend some time on email. Now I'm going to open the mail. I used to try to do lots of things all at the same time. And all that meant was I was good at getting nothing done. So take a deep breath. Take it one step at a time. I usually do a movie review or some streaming suggestions or a book review. I haven't had much time to get anything done in, the, in that fashion. I haven't been watching anything. I started watching a show called Claws, C-L-A-W-S. It's on TNT. It reminds me a little bit of Breaking Bad. It's about women who run a nail salon and they're doing uh, money laundering for, I think, drug runners. I'm, I'm very new into the show. I've only been watching like 15, 20 minutes here and there before I go to bed. So, um, sorry, I don't have some more streaming suggestions. I did finish the book, um, Bad Blood, which was about Elizabeth Holmes. Um, good book if you're wanting a lot of details about the fraud that went on at her company, Theranos. Um, but if you don't have time to get into the book, I'll refer you back to the podcast, which is The Dropout, or the documentary on HBO, which is um, The Inventor. Both are great. They give you a good introduction to her, to her and a very, very interesting story of a woman who started a company and shot to the top where she, it would be, uh, where she was compared to be the next Bill Gates or the next, next Steve Jobs, and it really was nothing. She didn't have anything except a company that was valued at a ton of money that had no product. So it's definitely my, up my alley and something that I'm interested in. So enjoy your week. I'll be back next week with a new topic on attorney time management and um, time management for, like I said, this is time management for anybody, um, but I always come out from the perspective of an attorney. So I'll be back next week with new tips. Enjoy the week. If you want to reach me, you can reach me on Facebook under my name. You can reach me on Instagram and Tumblr and Twitter under Florence Legally Burnett. You can find me on my website, rummerlaw.com, and you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Have a wonderful, joyous, blessed week.